2: hi this week's episode is brought to you as always by the lovely golding accountancy if you need an accountant we are golding.com they are so lovely do you know what i've just noticed i've just noticed a dirty sock that i didn't put in the washing machine how annoying is that and the washing's just finished it's on the floor oh it's things like this that really wind me up that's got nothing to do with uh, our lovely sponsor, Golding Accountancy, of course. <laughs> I'm sure they never leave dirty socks on the floor, same way as they never muck up your accounts. That's quite a good... I'm doing quite a lot of plugging for them. It's a good job I like them, and they are good. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, I hope you're having a good half term. I've had a lovely week. I've been out twice. I feel like I've not been out forever, but I've been out twice. We went for an audio tour walk around whopping. Today, which was very lovely, all around St. Catherine's Docks, Tower of London, Tower of London. Saw where the pirates used to get executed. It was really lovely. We were out for about three and a half hours. <laughs> there were no toilets open anywhere. A very nice man let us in his restaurant to go to the toilet. That's the one good thing about having children. People do take pity on you. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing, isn't it, about going out now? There's no toilets open. But hopefully, that will all have changed. next week but yeah so I've had a nice half term the podcast this week I had a lovely conversation with this woman this woman is a friend of a friend and I've stalked her on Instagram for a little while now because her and her husband and her family just look like they had the most fun and you know when you just really really like to be friends with people (laughs) so I think I've scared her quite a bit by telling her I want to be her best friend but I didn't really know too much about her but my friend said that I should get her on the podcast because basically she had her first baby at 17 had a couple more like within a couple of years split with a fella and within she got she was well you'll hear all about it but basically within a couple of years she'd set up a multi million pound company like in the first year she turned over 1.2 million i think it is you'll hear in the podcast she didn't earn that that's what the business turned over but to go from being a single mom with three kids on her own it, i mean it's just absolutely phenomenal what people can do when they put their mind to it so it was a really good chat and she talks about um her new makeup brand as well that she's set up with two of her daughters which is launching this year which sounds wonderful But it's a a really inspiring story, and she's such a lovely woman. So I really enjoyed it. So I hope you enjoy it as well. And I'll see you in a bit.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify.
2: work hello <laughs> today I'm joined by the very lovely Antonia price hello hello Hi. and I'm very excited about this because I was just telling you I'm not a weirdo <laughs> but we follow each other on social media because we we've got mutual friends so we've never actually met but we it's kind of like we know each other because of social media but I did think weirdly the other day that I wanted to be your best friend I do have this with people like do you watch Drag Race
4: um I've watched a few episodes um I'm not as uh, as an avid watcher as my daughter who is has watched them back to back like five or six times but I have seen the odd, the odd one or two and I'm and oh, I'm I in awe so of, of any man that can put on makeup like that it's it's fantastic
2: I, I just the transformations are absolutely unbelievable but they do spend hours, and I just don't think I could be bothered.
4: It's all the sticking the eyebrows down and stuff like that. I mean, you, and it's, yeah. you, know, I mean, you use a print stick and things like that, don't you, to, to do it? Yeah. I, I yep. shouldn't know, probably know yep. that sort of stuff, but I do. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it is amazing. It, it's, it's a lot of work, is it? But the end result is so fantastic. It looks so good.
2: is amazing it's amazing but there's this guy on the british one that's on at the moment and i was like i want to be his best friend (laughs) lawrence cheney he's so funny and then i text our mutual friend screwbiz pip i text him because he had someone on the podcast oh michaela cole i was like i want to be her best friend and he was like she's too young for you and then there was someone else as well but i can't remember who but anyway so yeah i do have this thing about people and i think oh we should be friends (laughs)
4: well i take that as a compliment them, but and unless you're unless you're it's, it's saying me. that i am like a drag queen and that's why you want to be friends with me which <laughs> i'm not sure which way to take that but I'm, go- I'm gonna go on the you know i'm gonna go positive
2: you you look like you're a lot of fun and that you have a lot of fun in your life and i think that's always very attractive yeah me. no definitely no <laughs> people think oh i want to live with you but um so I was talking to our mutual friend Stuart Griffin mm-hmm. and he said that I should get you on the podcast because you've your fascinating life story and also yeah. you've got a very exciting new business venture haven't you
4: So I have I have well I am actually I've um I'm in the midst of launching I've just launched a, a, a new business and I'm in the, the midst of launching two new another two new businesses this year oh, So wow. Yes. so I'll be taking sort of like you know my my uh My business is up to four. I've had one um, for about 18 years. But this year... Oh, wow. Last year, I was supposed to launch um, my company called Adplan. Um, But obviously, with all of the lockdown and everything that happened, um, we've we've put it back and, and set it back a year. Um, then we've launched uh, another company called uh, Adore Outdoor. Um, I've got a very solid media background, so every, all, everything that's uh, that, that is yeah. it's all very sort of like interlinked with um, my with my company, Focus Media. And then I'm launching um, a company with my daughters, which I'm most excited about over any company that I've launched ever, um, which is um, we are launching our own online. Um, cosmetic brand called Maya Beauty and to to be able to get as so creative and to be able to you know sort of like create our own cosmetics we are massively into makeup I mean makeup is pretty much you know our life if you know if uh, like Huda Beauty brings out a new palette that's actually you know that's a whatsapp conversation between myself and my daughters (laughs) Of you know the colors and the pigmentation and you know whether it works yeah. in a cut crease and you know sort of um, what primer oh. you'd put on underneath and what color you're going to get with with what specific primer it, it you know this is actually real in my life it's you know this sort of
2: do you have to get different primers then for different colors
4: um, it depends you 've got certain primers that tend to if you 're going to do like a cut crease then I tend to I don't know well, what that a cup means. I don't know
2: anything
4: about <laughs> makeup. <laughs> well, basically, you, you want something a bit like a primer that's um, a little bit, I like it a little bit sticky. So when it goes on, um, it's quite, not sticky, yeah. tacky. So that when you are um, yeah. patting your makeup on, um, when you're patting the actual colour on, you're not brushing it on because obviously you want as much pigmentation as you can get. So you pat it into place. So and the primer, if it's a nice yeah. tacky primer, it holds the colour in place. And then right, what okay. you can do is afterwards, you get the uh, primer again with a nice flat brush and you cut it sort of like, you know, sort of above the, above the crease in your eye and it can give you like, so you've got a really lovely sort of different colour on the top of the lid as opposed to the bottom of the lid. Okay. So all all very, all very technical.
2: So have you always loved makeup?
4: Always, absolutely always. My, my yeah. first sort of memories of makeup was um, watching my mum do her makeup
1: every morning
4: without fail my mum would wouldn't dream of leaving the house without a full face of makeup on and I'd watch her every morning um with her, her flannel and her soap to wash her face and then she'd stand in the downstairs bathroom and put her makeup on and I wasn't allowed near her makeup bag. It was sacred. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't one of those, you know, <laughs> my girls go through my, my, oh no, I've got so much makeup. They go through it all. And then soon, you know, I sit there and think, I'm a palette missing. I know that that's, you know, that that's missing. But yeah, I wouldn't yeah. dare touch my mum's makeup. Not in a million years. That was, you know.
2: So have you done training in it? Or is it just all stuff
4: you've taught yourself? Um, no, I'm, I'm self-taught. So anything that's, okay. that I've done makeup-wise, it's it's all been self-taught. And to me with the way it is now, you know, with YouTube videos and social media, it's really not that difficult. Yep. And especially online courses you can get. Um, it, it's not that difficult to be able to, you know, have, have, a, have a really good understanding of makeup and, you know, not yeah. actually be taught makeup. I mean... Um, I mean, I'm nowhere near a level of, you know, sort of like if you was going to become like a, a, a fully professional MUA and you was going to go into, you know, sort of like model, you know, sort of like doing models makeup or, yeah, you know, sort of like um, being an MUA for, you know, photo shoots and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I'm I'm nowhere near that level of makeup, but on a day-to-day level of makeup, uh, and what they call the Instagram makeup, you know, I, I'm yeah. pretty I'm pretty good at that sort of stuff. And so are my daughters so why did
2: why did you want to
4: do your own did was there something lacking that you wanted to make um it's always been um sort of like you know on my sort of vision board, so to speak, that having a cosmetics company and sort of like creating my own brand there was always something that that I've always wanted to do. Um, when yeah. it comes to something lacking, I think when I sort of like, because obviously with my daughters, I mean my daughters. if you ever met them? They're chalk and cheese. One is just like you know, she's she's very much sort of like the, the the girls you see on sort of like Instagram with all their all their makeup. She's very sort of what like, I call the the sort of like the Barbie of the family, all all sort of like yeah. blonde hair, sort of like you know, sort of like the full face of makeup. Whereas my other daughter? Is very much that sort of like. Quirky sort of um, loves all the pastel goth sort of uh, sort of like, sort of like yeah. um, she follows all of those sort of uh, people. Um, she's very much all like the the, the very heavy, sort of like you know loves a, a really good eye makeup, but wouldn't touch foundation yeah. that sort of thing. Um, she's only just starting to get into yeah. use like lipstick and stuff like that because it's uh, to her it's all about the eyes and it's all about making a statement okay. that sort of thing and. When we, because obviously she goes through my makeup and obviously, you know, not all of it is uh, of, of, of her taste of what she'd want to use. And when yeah. I've actually looked online, uh, a lot of the stuff that she, you know, sort of follows, there isn't really a makeup brand for them. There's not, you know, they're not, yeah. not really anything specific for that sort of market. So... We're sort of like pushing down the line of, you know, the audience that we're going to go for is quite indie. It's going to be quite alternative, but it's going to be like big, bright, bold sort of colours. Um, Our our first collection is um, going to be based on uh, a doll's house. So if you want to buy the full collection, you'll literally open it up and it will look like a doll's house and you'll open it and it will have your palette in there, it'll have your lipsticks and what we're working on is um, uh, maybe sort of having like a highlighter within the palette that is in the shape of like a baby's bottle so you'll squeeze the teeth of the baby's bottle and the highlighter will come out, so it'll be very sort of like yeah. highly focused collections, all quite themed so you can, and then yeah. we'll add new bits and pieces to each collection as we're going along, so that you can you can basically have like little collectibles as, as you go so, oh
2: that sounds lovely it's a really cute idea as well, yeah
4: no definitely and I don't think there's, there's not really anyone else out there doing that sort of thing and and, yeah. and what I find with sort of makeup brands, I find that their, their their sort of advertising and their content can actually be quite bland. I think it's quite boring, and I want us to. It's not changed. No, in years, I don't think when is, I see it? An, an advert for makeup on the TV, I don't think there's any real sort of like. I mean, there probably is effort gone into it. I'm not saying there's not, but do not feel it from my point of view. I'd like to see a story, yeah. and our makeup will will have stories. So it will be very yeah. sort of, you know, eye-catching. And I want it to be where, you know, people and, you know, will want to see the next collection. And they'll be thinking, oh, I wonder what yeah. they're going to do next. Oh, that was really good. That was really quirky. And, you know, all the branding look really cool. The makeup's really nice. Um, let's see what they're going to come up with yeah. next. And my daughter has just got a stack so of ideas just sitting there waiting to go. So it's... Um, How old are your daughters? Um, my daughters are... I've got tw- one of 23 and one of 18. Oh, so lovely. yeah so there uh,
2: so well that's a really nice thing for them to be getting into as well isn't it it's nice to have some focus and drive and stuff when definitely
4: I mean especially young. I mean my youngest daughter I mean she's so creative it's it's crazy I mean she's a very good artist and you know she's she's one of these ones that you know she's not scared to if uh, there's a skirt that that she can't get hold of she will attempt to make it and she's she's very hands-on and very you know, sort of in, in that sort of way and uh my other daughter is very much on trend when it comes to makeup and knows what she likes and uh you know so so but beto- I think between the three of us uh, we've got a lot to offer so I think yeah Mayo, I'm so excited about it because it's uh we, it's it's something that I think you know it's been in the pipeline for a little while but um but now I think we're.
2: Where does the name come from?
4: Maya is basically. Um, my daughters are called Emma May and Olivia May, and they're hyphenated, and their May is mm. spelled M A E. And with my name being Antonia, oh, nice. I've added an A on the end because there's an A in the middle of Maya and then an A at the end. So yeah. it's an amalgamation of the three of us names. So, oh, yeah, nice. it's a Maya beauty. Oh. So.
2: Um, so, how how do you get from the idea of thinking oh i want to make makeup to actually making it happen like do you have to contact how are you making it who's making it <laughs>
4: that that's the difficult part that's it's it's, it's all well and good saying Oh, yeah. you know i'm gonna come up with this makeup brand and uh, we're gonna brand it's gonna look so cool and you know all the marketing's gonna look uh, you know look on point it's gonna look spot on um it's a lot of research lots and lots yeah. of research um there's lots of laboratories that you can contact um uk sort of based laboratories you've got laboratories in america china korea germany italy honestly there's so many and it's just a case of um finding the right lab um with the formulas um, that you want to use and whether you can customize the formulas that they've already got um, sort of like on the shelf. So it, it depends how you want to go. So you you could you know there, there's certain ways yeah. that you can go with makeup. You can you can pretty much you know use a formula that they that they already have, or you customize something that that you want to do. Um, we've got something in the pipeline um, that is going to be our USP. I can't tell you what it is, um, that's okay. but it's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, something that no one else is doing at the moment, and it's oh, it's wow. very on trend and. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's, oh, that's really yeah. That, that's all I can say. And um,
2: oh, I can't wait to see it. All. Yes, it's gonna.
4: It's quite exciting. But yeah, it's it's pretty much. It's so much research, and it's just Yeah, it's just finding the right, yeah. you know, the right lab to work with.
2: So how long has it been? How long has it taken you to get to this point? From when you first kind of started thinking, this is what we're gonna do.
4: Um, I'd say to where we are now, um, we sort of decided that we was going to launch Maya. Um, it's been to it, this has always been, this has been the pipeline, I'd say, for a good two years of this is what, you know, this is the yeah. next step. This is what we want to do. Um, but obviously with everything that went on, it's, you know, we've, we've, we've basically sort of like, you know, sort of stepped back for a year. Um, I'd say we've been working on this for about six months now. So, and then okay. our first collection, we're hoping to have out in October. Um, if you're going to launch uh, a collection, um, especially if you're going to uh, become a makeup brand, the best time to launch is in that last quarter of the year because a massive percentage yep. of makeup companies make their money in that last quarter of the year because yeah. people tend to buy makeup yeah. within that last, within that October, sort of like, you know, November, December period. So if you're going to launch, then that's, a you know, sort of quite a pinnacle time to, to launch. So we've got, it sounds like Did we've got you? a lot of time, but we really haven't. Honestly, if you go through my to-do list that I've got on my desk, it's like, yeah. you know, there's so much to do. So, so much to do. Um, but um, fingers crossed, we'll, oh, so we'll, excited, we'll be all ready though. for October. <laughs> Our USP product won't be ready for then, but um, the first collection will be. Then hopefully by next year, we, we can add that in. And uh, But there's so much oh, to wow. do. It's, like, you know, it's not even like, sort of like, you know, even with the manufacturers and... You know, sort of like the marketing and the branding, which is my side of it. I mean, my daughter is sort of like, you know, knee deep in, you know, putting together influencer lists, PR lists, ambassadors, if she wants to talk to. So you've also got all of that side of it as well. You know, it's all well and good having this, you know, sort of like really cool makeup brand. But we need to be able to tell people about it and we need to get the right people on social media to be able to be talking about it as well. So it's a lot of planning yeah it's hard work mm, it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of work. It's not a case yeah. of you can just go, oh, I'm going to start a makeup company today. it doesn't work like that yeah yeah it really doesn't
2: and it's just you doing it
4: It's myself and my daughters that that are doing it yeah so yeah so we've we've split yeah. they're the they're the social babes, they're <laughs> the social media team yeah and I'm sort of like i'm I'm the branding and uh, I'm dealing with all the branding marketing and the manufacturing so Wow.
2: So what's your background then? So let's go back right back to the beginning. Yeah. So where are you are you from?
4: Where are you from? Um I was originally. I was born in London. So I was yeah. born in Greenwich, so I am a true cockney. Yeah, you know, born within the sound of the bow bells Um Yes, yeah. yep. Wrong side of the Wrong river. Wrong side of the we'll river, river. yeah, but you know. <laughs> my nan's always said I am, so if she says it, then it's true. Uh yeah, I was born in London. Um I moved to Essex uh when I was very young, I've oh, I've only been. A, yeah, I think I was about four when I moved to Essex. My my dad is yeah. an Essex boy, and my mum was a London girl. Do not ask me how they met. I have no clue because one was from Greenwich, the other one was from Aveley. <laughs> um, I don't know how that how that happened. Um, yeah, I, I moved to Essex. I moved to Tilbury. And yes, nice. lovely, lovely. Um, <laughs> I lived in Tilbury for many a year, and flitted between sort of like Tilbury and Grays and and. Yeah. backwards and forth um, as, as, you know, sort of like as a teenager. Uh, yeah, I try trying to think, really. Um, so what did you, do? you go to college? Um, yes, I did. Well, I went to St. Clair's well, in, uh, in oh, Stanford. Yeah. And uh, then after St. Clair's, I mean, to me too, i had done really well in my exams, which uh, I was quite sort of like shocked because I wasn't really, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not an academic at all. In any way, shape or form, I'm really not. But um, I, I kept my head down, done quite well with uh, my GCSEs. Then I went on to um, do my A-levels. And um, I started on... What, what was I doing? God, so many years ago. Um, I was doing English and Lit, um, History and Media Studies. So I must have known, even back yeah. then, that there's something, you know, I was going to do something media-wise. And yeah. then... Um, my my I, I found out I was pregnant with my eldest son at seventeen. Oh wow! Yes. At 17. seventeen, yes, I fell pregnant with my eldest son, and so right. I had to leave college. So I only done the first year at college, and then I didn't complete so anything was, after that. When you
2: found out, it wasn't you didn't think it was. All, you're always just going to go for it. You didn't consider not going for it.
4: Um, there <laughs> was that not. There, a, well, ha- basically, what happened was, obviously, seventeen. Um, I was actually. I'm going to get down and dirt and Actually, tell you that. Tell you what happened. Yeah. But I was. I was on. The, I yeah. was on the pill, and um, yeah. I had a boyfriend at that particular time, and I had. Um, I was on antibiotics at the same time as on the pill. But when I was put on the pill, um, nobody actually told me you were supposed to stop taking the pill. So for about a year. Um, I just carried on, at 16, I just carried on taking the pill and not not seeing yeah. a period or anything. And just thinking that was like totally normal. Yeah. So then I was on antibiotics, and which I didn't know counteracts the pill. Yeah. And obviously not having a period, carrying on taking the pill, it meant nothing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd been to the doctors um, a couple of months after I'd been on antibiotics, and my mum went to the doctors for something to do with herself. And the receptionist at the doctors said to my mum, uh, "Congratulations um, on Antonia being pregnant." And my mum was like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about?" And um, yeah, the receptionist was, like, was gobsmacked. Going, "What? What? What?" what? She d-? and he went. She went. No, I don't know what you're talking about. She went, Antonia's pregnant. She went, my daughter's pregnant. And uh, she went, uh, uh, and started having like a massive panic attack. My mum come home. Oh, my God. My mum come home and said to me, um, have you got something to tell me? And I sort of looked at her and was like, I don't know who you're talking about. And she went, you're pregnant. I went, no, I'm not. She went, no, you are. She went, Because the receptionist at the doctors <laughs> told me you're pregnant. And I said... <laughs> Oh my god! I literally <laughs> collapsed on the floor, and I was going to a um, a nappy night at Pizzazz in Grace that night, oh. <laughs> and I just found out I was pregnant, and I was like, "Oh, my, oh god. my god! What? What on earth?" And I didn't actually believe it, so I went out, didn't really, what
0: did they fucking tell didn't me? really take
4: any notice of it whatsoever. And I um, thought, well, well, I better get on to the doctors the next day because it's got to be wrong. I can't be pregnant. I yeah. can't be pregnant. And, um, yeah, lo and behold, um, I phoned the doctors the next day and my doctor apologised um, for them giving um, my mum the information about me being pregnant before they'd given it to me. And, yes, oh. I, w- I was pregnant. And um, I was actually, uh, I think I was 15 weeks when I found out that I, I was pregnant. Oh, wow and uh yeah so it really wasn't it it was one of those ones I was sort of like oh my god what on earth am I going to do but I was 15 I think I was coming up for 16 weeks pregnant when I found out I was pregnant so yeah it was I always said to Connor you are my most favorite mistake you are and I I wouldn't I wouldn't do without you and uh yeah so yeah 17 I was an only child to my mum but I was the eldest of four to my dad but I was brought up by my mum I didn't really have much yeah. to do with my dad and his children I mean I, I did I, I saw them and, and stuff like that when I was growing up but I, I wasn't really I didn't really have much to do with him because my, yeah. my mum and dad split when I was very very young I think I was only yeah I think yeah my mum split pretty much when I was like a, a baby so okay. being an only child um, I didn't have any babies in the family or anything, so I had no clue what I was doing. I mean, no clue. So I'm I'm seventeen. I'm doing three A levels, and I'm just thinking, right now I've got to give up college, which broke my heart. And and I'm Aww. thinking, fuck, I'm gonna have a baby. And uh, it was yeah, it was quite it oh. it was yeah it was it was quite a, a, a quite a lot to take in for a seventeen year old girl.
2: What was it like?
4: Um, I've always been, I do take everything in my stride and I've always been yeah. like that. So, um, yeah, from what I can remember, um, I was always, re- I, I was very excited. Um, once I'd got my head around the fact that I was pregnant yeah. and you know, um, my mum didn't want to kill me anymore. Um, I, it was sort of like, I did sort of think, yeah, I'm having a baby and with me being a lone child, my mum always tried for more babies of her own so and and it never happened for her. So with me being pregnant and me being at home, she just looked at that as, yay, she gets to, you know, she got to have another baby. (laughs) So there was quite a lot of excitement between the pair of us and uh, I was absolutely convinced that I wanted to have a little girl and I didn't want a little boy, yep. <laughs> and uh, my, my boyfriend's parents told me categorically, just get ready to have a boy, because everybody in this family has boys first, you will not have a girl, and I was Aww. like, no, I'm going to have a girl, I didn't pick a boy's name, or <laughs> anything. and then, yeah, I had a little boy, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it's, um, but I think when you become a mother, I don't, you know, it's sort of like a, at any age, I think a natural reaction, a natural maternal instinct, does kick in. Yeah, it, it did for me, even yeah. at seventeen. Even you know, yeah. not not have, being brought up around children at all, it it did it did kick in. And uh, but thank God. yeah, thank God. <laughs>
2: so, was the father involved?
4: Um, yes, yes. Um, well, I ended up yeah. marrying him, so um, yeah. We we've got oh, and okay. we had two more children after Connor, so. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> so, how for how long after? Um, I had right. So, get your head around this. So, I had at seventeen years old. I had Connor, who's yep. um, twenty eight now. Um, then yep. at nineteen, I had Charlie. Then at twenty one, just before my twenty first birthday, I had Emma. And then I was married right. at twenty one. So right, I got okay. married at twenty one and three children. Yeah. So talk about wow. do things early and just, you know, get it all done Fuck and yeah. out of the way as quick as you can.
2: <laughs> yep. So what were you doing? Were you working or were you just looking after the kids? Not just because that is enough, but do you know what I mean? Like-
4: I did a little bit of part-time work. So I worked yeah. at some, um, and I've got to admit, my part-time work was always my most favourite I made such yeah. good friends at my sort of like my part-time jobs uh, when I was sort of like a teenager in that sort of like early twenties. I mean, I've still got people now that I keep in touch with who yeah. I worked with because um, I did all like the the normal stuff and worked in Pizza Hut and I worked at yeah. um, uh, Warner Village Cinemas in, La- in in Lakeside. I was one of the box office girls there for for like for a good like two three years. Um, yeah. Where else did I work? Yeah, sort of like TGI's done like the normal waitress and stuff, and I loved all of that because I've always been very sort of like a very people person, and I've always yeah. been a natural salesperson. So I used to walk in and think, right, there's a table up there, sort of like they're they're. Know, sort of like they're gonna let this table of fifteen people in. I think I know that I can literally just charm the pants off them, and I'm gonna get yeah. a really good tip at the end of this. So I used to be up yeah, there yeah, and go, yeah. like, oh, "Hi guys, who's <laughs> birthday is it?" And I'd be like chatting away like a good and and I was I've never been a wallflower. I've always been one just to be sort of like chatting away. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so all that I, I worked, yeah, sort of like part time pretty much through the whole time when I had the kids. Um, yeah. I had to do it really for my own sanity. It wasn't anything other than just yes. to getting out of the house yeah, yeah. and you know not be surrounded yeah, yeah, by nappies. You were so young. Yeah, and just sort of like you know be be a sort of like you know a kid really because yeah, I was I yeah. was a child myself really bringing up yeah. three other children, three of my three of my own yeah. children. And even though I, I wouldn't change it for the world because I've got such an amazing relationship with my older three. And especially my sort of like my eldest son. I mean, I don't remember life before him, which I find really weird that I just don't, I just, you know, all I see myself is me being at school and then I left school and then Connor was there. So he's been with me. He's been on my hip since I was 17 years old and he's still living at home now, I'd like to add. (laughs) When is he going to leave, please? But uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So what was it like with your mates? Because I'm assuming that you were the only one that had kids.
4: Oh, good, yes. I was I was the only one. Yeah. I think there was another girl at school. Uh, I remember Joanne. And uh, she had twins at the same time when I had Connor. And I remember thinking, fuck, God, that must be hard. And then two years later, I've got another, another two under my belt. And I'm thinking, God, honestly. But, um, yeah, no, it was, it was difficult on that sort of level. Because I had certain friends that pretty much, you know, I... I'd, didn't really see them again after I had Connor, yes, yeah. and it wasn't anything to yeah. do with the fact of you know they looked at me any differently or looked down on me of being like a teenage mum or anything like that. It was just really our lives just went in in different directions, and yeah. and they went off and but
2: your life changes completely when you have kids. That's that's what you do. Yeah, you're not going down the path. No, exactly. Or just as yeah, <laughs> you're, <laughs>
4: anymore.
2: You're, you're not you know, doing that that's... sort of thing
4: anymore, and you know, and and yeah. they are and. Even though, you know, I mean, there was a massive, you know, sort of like part of me that wanted to do that. And don't get me wrong, I, I, I didn't miss out. I still went out because at that particular time, I was still living at home with my mum and, and my stepdad. So, yeah. you know, I, I I pretty much had sort of like babysitters there. So, you know, I did sort of, sort yes, of go yeah. out. And because my boyfriend, who like Connor's dad, he was still going out. So it was nice to actually go and see him um, and because a lot of the time, he was, um, you know, we would meet up, like, you know, in Pizzazz, because uh, he was coming around seeing the baby, and it would be so weird, because, like, we'd had a baby together, and I am still in my parents' house, it's not, you know. <laughs> so, to be able to let our hair down, it would be nice to actually go out and actually just be, you know, sort of like yeah. a normal teenager, like like the pair of us, instead of being parents at, like, 17 wow. and 18 years old. Yeah. So... So I did, yeah, we did I, did, I did still do do that sort of level, but obviously nowhere near the level of my friends. But I did have some sort of like hardcore yeah. friends that sort of like, you know, that, that stuck around. And uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I've still got friends, that you know, now from back then that, that I still see now. Yeah. And it's really weird because all my friends that um, I still see, like from when I was a teenager, I don't know if I put them off totally of having kids really young because they all waited till <laughs> it was in their 30s <laughs> before they all started having kids <laughs> so um and by the time that started it was really weird because I was that teenager again because I literally had my teenage years yeah. I'm still living them now as you know I'm yeah. I, I now that teenager that I wasn't when I was 17 18 yeah. and I'm that teenager now I mean my kids tell me to grow up on a daily basis and it's like you know
2: but then I think it's quite nice being like that when you're a bit older because you don't give a shit. Like when you're a teenager, you're all self-conscious and everything, aren't you? But when you're over forty, oh. you just don't give a shit about When you're it. over forty, you
4: give zero <laughs> fucks what anyone thinks. It's yeah, like yeah. no, it's a, uh, I... and and you've got that confidence I think when you're older as well. Yes. You have, haven't you? Yeah. Just to be like you know, well, this is me, and take it or leave it. You can, you know, I, you know, yeah. I always I always explain myself to people when they meet me. I'm Marmite. You're either gonna love me or you're gonna hate me. So we'll either be best friends by the end of this night or you're gonna be thinking, I never wanna see her again. She's really annoying.
2: <laughs> oh. So so you had three kids. Yep. You were twenty one. Mm. <laughs> How did you get from that to the starting the businesses?
4: Right, well so twenty one, yep, three kids, married. Working part time. Um, when I had my youngest daughter, my, my, not my youngest daughter, sorry, uh, my um, eldest daughter. Um, yes, I was. I was twenty-one, and I actually said to my uh, my, my step mum, was a registered nursery nurse. And so, yeah. and I said to her, she was Emma was six months old, Charlie was coming up for three, and Connor was five, and I was tearing my hair out. I needed some life and I needed to go to work yeah. and I basically sort of said to her look I want to go and get a job can you help me um I can't yeah. really afford to give you the childcare that uh I'm gonna you know uh, that you would normally probably get from having like a, having yeah. three kids but Connor was at school but the other two were still you know still needed full-time you know that you know at home full-time and um yeah. she was sort of like well I'll, I'll I'll help you and I went and got a job. My first ever full-time job, um, um, I got out of the back of the Yellow Advertiser, um, the Thurrock Yellow Advertiser, and it was actually to work as um, a sales representative for the Yellow Advertiser. Uh, oh. And I thought, I'm going to give... Yeah, I thought, I'm chatty, I can do that. You know, it's, uh, I'm, yeah. I've been a waitress and, you know, I've worked at the box office. I'm, you know, I've, I'm affable, I can talk to people and I can do that. So I went for the yep. interview... And, uh, yeah, they gave me the job then and there. And it's my first ever job. I mean, I, I got paid £10,500 a year. And I thought that was, <gasps> honestly, I thought that was just amazing. amazing. I thought, oh, my God, <laughs> someone's <laughs> going to give me ten and a half grand a year. Oh, my God. I literally lost my mind until I had to work out yeah. quite quickly that out of that 10 pounds a, a year, I think I earned, I think I used to take home about 660 quid, And I was having to give my stepmom about 400 of it a month for childcare but yeah but you know what it I, I needed it so much I was so yeah sort of like stir crazy you know I love my children to pieces but I'm I wouldn't say I'm not maternal I'm, a, I'm a, you know I'm always I, I love my own children not that keen on most other people's children. Uh, but, you know, sort of my mates would be like, well, you've had loads of kids. You look after mine. I'm like, no, I don't think so. I've done that. Been there. Yeah. No, keep your own. It's, it's fine. Um, but I, I needed I needed sort of like, you know, my own identity and I needed a job. And um, yeah. and it was great. I've got to admit, when I started there, um, I, was, I was on the recruitment section. So basically I was selling ad space in the back of a newspaper um, to companies yeah. that needed to uh, recruit new staff. So, I'd basically cold call. So, basically, I'd look through, like, the Evening yeah. Echo and, like, the Basden Recorder and all these different newspapers, find the people that are a- sort of advertising for staff in the backs of their newspapers and then offer them a space in my newspaper. So, and that's what I yeah. did for about, you yeah, it was about a year. And uh, okay. then I left there and went to work for the, um, the Independent. So, I went to a national newspaper. Oh, wow. Yeah, And was wow. working on the uh education section at the independent. Don't yeah. get too excited, I didn't last a month. Um, the <laughs> travelling was far too much. It was awful, honestly. I was in the yeah, city. I was in Canary Wolf. It was yeah. just with three young children, it was an absolute oh, God, nightmare. Yeah. So they moved me to their yeah. regional branch uh, which was called the Post. So I went to the Dagenham Post, Dagenham Post, oh, and Barking Post. And um the travel Again, the travelling was absolutely horrendous. It was the old A13 back then. There was no new A13. So it was the old A13 every yeah. day. It was just horrific. I wasn't getting home like, till 7, 8 o'clock at night. But at that point, you know, we'd come to rely on the money and I was starting to earn, earn bonuses and stuff like that. So it was like, I mean, if you weren't your yeah. bonus, I'd actually take home, you know, quite a decent wage, really. So, and then I got headhunted yeah. basically by the Evening Echo. So... And oh. I thought, this is great. They're based in Basildon. It's only up the road from me. This is amazing. Yeah. And they brought me in to uh, look after their um, education section. So I was basically cold calling um, all of the schools, colleges, universities, that sort yeah. of thing. And my job was to make features in the, um, in the paper. So I'd come up with like an independent schools feature. For, like as a header, yeah. then I would go and just sell advertising space to independent schools in the area, and that's what I did. For yeah. pretty much for about three or four years. Okay. And then I moved over to become because I was telesales then, so there was basically sort of like an office um, just rampacked of sort of girls aged between sort of like twenty one to twenty five. Um, yeah. The, the the honestly, it, all the girls that used to go to lunch at twelve o'clock, all the girl, all the one o'clock girls would slag the girls off that had gone off to lunch at twelve o'clock. And then the, when they'd come back, the ones at one o'clock, they would just slag those <laughs> girls off. And it'd all be like, So what are you having for lunch? Oh, I'm on a diet, I've got the salad in a roll and that sort of thing. And you'd be like, Oh for God It was just yeah. that typical sort of telead mentality and it was just like, you know, someone had had yeah. fallen out with some other girl that was in the telead bank because, you know, she'd um sort of like being caught messaging her boyfriend and stuff like that. So it was, a, I loved it. It was, it was great. It was it, it was literally like living a soap opera. It's like living in EastEnders, but just in Basildon. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I moved on to become a rep and um, I built my customer base. Um, and because I, I was, you know, I was pretty good at my job. I mean, on my team, I had doubled the target to anybody else on my team. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I was given a, a, a very good area to work on because they knew yeah. I was good at my job, and they knew that you know I, I had a very good rapport with my clients, and I, I could get yeah. people to spend money, and they they knew it. So yeah, so I had, and that's where I met Justin. That's where my, I met my husband. Now, um, we right. we worked together for about two years before we got together, yeah. and pretty much. Sort of as when I started to work at the Echo, my sort of like um, my marriage started to with my three children's dad started to break down, and um, yeah. pretty much started to go our own way. You got to remember we was together since we were sixteen, so we were kids, you know. Sort of.
2: It's amazing that you lasted.
4: Yeah, like, like, no, do you know what it, it is? It really being is being that young and
2: having a baby, mm. and then having two more. It, that's quite an achievement, I think, staying together for that amount of time anyway. Yes. I think that spins view. It's
4: and, and we split very amicably. I mean, me and my ex-husband, oh, we get on good. so well. He's, I look at him like an annoying brother, if I'm honest, and I'm sure he'd think the same of yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> probably a few more choice words in there but uh, yeah but um, no he's uh, we've always gone like, you know really well and the kids have never you know there's never been any arguing or anything he's he's you know his oh, wife's really good. lovely and they've got you know their own son now and you know it, it's it's um, you know it's, it, it couldn't have worked out better we've never had any of that sort of like nasty divorce split or anything and yeah, um, yeah so me and Justin got together and we was at the Echo Sorry, I've sort of like moved off then. And uh, I'd like to say, which used to always really upset me, because his, his target was always like about a third of mine, of my target, yeah. which always, <laughs> I always found really annoying, because I have sort of like, it, he's only got to hit that sort of amount of money, and he's earning the same money as me. And it's like, how? Why have I got to earn all this money, yeah. and he's only got to earn this to, to earn the same amount of money as me? So um, it's been to it, and it got to a point where I was very good.
2: That's so you didn't
4: get paid no, more? No, not at all you did now, better. That's it all worked on um, a percentage you went over your target. So if you went 100% over your target, then you would get an extra, like, uh, if you hit your target, you got, like, £200. And then if you went, like, 120% over your target, you could earn an extra, um, I think it was about 900 quid, So you could earn, like, some really good money. And so it would be an extra £900. So, But you've got to think. I mean, my target was about... I'd, I was on about 50 grand a month I'd have to bring in. He'd have to bring in 10. So for me to go 20... So I'd have to go 20% over my target. So I'd have to bring in an extra 20 grand on my target. And he would only have to bring in like an extra four. Sort of like an extra... No, an extra two. An extra well, two. And he'd earn just as much money as what I earn. And it's like, where's, where's, the, no, where's no, the fairness no. in that? So I threatened to leave a couple yeah. of times just to get my basic up because it was like, you know, it's what, yeah. you, it's what you did. And, um, yeah, and they, they kept dangling this carrot to me of management. And there was always like, you know, you, you will, we're, we're just, you know, waiting for the right moment. And when this happened, when that's happened, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of like look at to move you, at, you know, sort of like into a... Su-. So I wasn't even a supervisor or anything. And uh, then yeah. I fell pregnant with um, our eldest daughter, Olivia. And um, when I was on maternity leave, they put my brother-in-law... Um, they gave him the supervisor role, the, the team leader role that they'd promised me and I was fuming. I mean literally fuming that they'd given it to my brother I mean, my brother-in-law as well. so they'd give it to my brother-in-law and uh, didn't give it to me. I was fucking raging. you couldn't I couldn't even explain it. and um, so when I was on maternity, I sort of had this idea um, that I would like to start an agency. Yeah And um, it, I'd had it in my head For sort of Maybe a year or so before Because I'd spoke to One of the other girls That I was working with At the Echo At that particular time And said to her if you thought you know we, we could do this As an agency And instead of Like letting them Pay us You know A really shit wage um, We could just yeah. take An agency commission And still give them All the business yeah. But you know Actually earn ourselves More money And uh, she was all up for it um, The girl that I was talking to And then when it come, Push comes to shove She like really panicked um and didn't want to do it because i mean i do get it i mean she had two children uh, a mortgage and yeah. you know starting a business isn't everybody's cup of tea you know a lot of people talk about yeah. it a lot of people talk you know I really want to do this and I you know i really want to do that and i'd really love to start a business and in my mindset i'm like well why don't you then if if you want to do it yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. you don't want to do it yeah. that much if you wanted to do it that much you would do it and you know it's um in with and w- when starting a business you know you've you've got to sort of like you know walk the walk as well as talk the talk really. So yeah. I'd sort of come up with this sort of like idea like previously and then sort of ditched it because I didn't really want really, I didn't really want to do it on my own. And um, yeah. but then the turning point was my brother-in-law got this promotion over me, and I was like, right, I'm not I'm not having this. And I knew, I knew when I was going to go back, he was just going to be just loving the fact that he's like got a bit of power <laughs> over me. And I was and I'm not one. You can't tell me what to do. It's as simple as that. I, you know, yeah. I'll do my own thing. You know, I can make you a lot of money. Just let me get on with it. Just let me do what I can what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to tell me what to do. And um, yeah, so when I had leaves, I was sort of like thinking about this sort of like, you know, starting an agency. Justin then left NewsQuest. Um, like the Evening Echo, and went off to work for Nestlé uh, in under and um, doing their merchandising. So okay. it was a lot more money, and um, it was sort of like I think we'd got to a point, sort of like you know with the Echo, it was we knew that we wasn't going to ever make any more money than what we was, you know, sort of going to make. So, you yeah. know, we, we pretty much sort of like topped out. And if you hit your target for a whole year when you worked at the Echo, you knew the next year they was going to penalise you for it. So, because what they'd do is look at your January figure and then take you into it. It's like a Turkish market. So you'd go in, look at your January figure and say, well, last year you, like, you know, you made us £52,000. Um, so this year we're expecting more. So we're going to set your target at 60. And you'd be like... But yeah. there was a shop opening in Rayleigh, you know, last yeah. January. And he had like yeah. 10 grand budget and I've spent that. I haven't got yeah. another shop opening in Rayleigh, But yeah. they didn't care. Yeah. He's like, you've got to come find that yeah. money. So, and it was like, yeah. and that would mean everything to me. Because if I didn't hit my bonus, then my wages were shit. It was like, you know, it would, yeah. that would come down whether I could pay my mortgage or not. If I, if I didn't hit my bonus. Yeah. So, it, you know, it meant a lot. So Justin went off and got his new job at Nestle and they just gave him, it was pretty much like a, um, a wage increase of about sort of like 10 grand. So that was like, wow, this is, you know, that, that's, that's really decent. And um, yeah. I went back to, um, after my maternity leave, I only had six months off because um, they basically sort of threatened to take my patch away from me, like the patch I'd worked on. And it was just their way of getting me back quicker because they knew they couldn't do it. They, that no one could look after my patch the way that I looked after it. So it was their way of getting me back quicker. Fuck so, us. yeah, so I had six months off. Then I went back. And obviously under the sort of like the tyranny of my brother-in-law, <laughs> who was, was my, was my <laughs> team leader, who, I, who I, I hated it with a passion. And, oh. and I, I, I was talking to my boss one day, and I just thought to myself, what am I doing? Um I'm not going anywhere. This is all. This is gonna. This is all. This is gonna amount to. And really, yeah. if I got your position, like my boss's position, would I be happy? Because you don't look happy. And the woman, the woman yeah. that had yeah. his position before him, she actually they put so much pressure on her. I'm not kidding you. We watched her have a stroke in her office, and be like sort of like we had to get ambulance in and everything. Honestly, it was it was horrific. And she was the loveliest lady really was and oh. um, because it was it was quite high pressure the job at that particular time because we was earning yeah. so much money for them and so it's like the more money that you know that the, the more they want it was like you know yeah so I sat there and thought to myself right I'm gonna I'm gonna start an agency and um I already had the name I dreamt it I actually dreamt the name of my company it's Focus Media uh, it's and I went round to the art department of where I was working and um I've got one of the graphic designers to whip me up a logo so all on the all on the company yeah. time. And, uh, yeah, I got them to whip me up a logo. And uh, I went home and I said to Justin, I'm going to start an agency. And he said, oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a really good idea. Yeah. I went, yeah, yeah, so I'm full of it. And I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to speak to so and because I would like, some really good key clients that spent a lot of money with a newspaper. And, yeah. uh, and I went, I'm going to approach them, I'm going to speak to them, see if I can get them on board to come with me. So it, like, really strengthens me, you know, sort of, like, to start the business. Yeah. And Justin's like, yeah, 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 good, yes, yeah, that's, that's cool, yes, yeah, that's good, that's good, yeah, yeah, do it. So I went off, set up my limited company, uh, got myself an accountant, um, chucked my middle son out of his bedroom, turned it into an office, um, got myself um, a fax machine, and like, I bought myself a, a secondhand iMac, and I sort of like budgeted um, to get a graphic designer for ten hours a week. And I thought I could afford 10 hours a week. And how I'd worked this out was I'd, um, I'd got onto a um, uh, direct line and got a £6,000 loan uh, to say yeah. that I was going to do up my conservatory. So sorry, direct line, if you're listening <laughs> to this now. I didn't do up the conservatory. Um, but I did pay the loan back. And then you had to give me all that PPI back as well because you'd sold me that. That insurance so <laughs> probably not going to be you know it's not a happy story for them but um yeah i've got a six thousand pound loan and yeah in my son's bedroom in, in my main is covered in man united wallpaper my second hand imac oh. and in the, the first year i turned over 1.7 million fucking hell from, yeah, seriously six, i had six thousand pound in the <gasps> bank and i turned over 1.7 million that's amazing. So it was wow. it was it was quite funny and within sort of like the first
2: Just you on your own
4: Well what happened home. was when I started um I'd basically nicked one of my key clients from the Evening Echo yeah. who I was really good friends with at this point because I'd you know sort of like looked after his account for at least like three years and I got on him like a house on fire and I went to him with my idea and he was a notorious ball breaker. He wouldn't deal with anyone else in that business other than me. And I was the only one that could talk to him the way that I could get away with. Talk- I mean, I'd hang up on him where he was just annoying me yeah. so much. And he wasn't doing <laughs> what I wanted him to do. And he was just <laughs> such a pain in the ass. But he, I think he actually really liked it. I think it might have been a bit of a, you know, sort of like a, there's a woman telling me what to do. I find it's quite sexy, actually. Sort of like, I think he quite liked yeah. it. But um, I went to him and said to him, I want to start this agency. And he said, I'll come with you he said but he said if it doesn't work he said business is business and friendship's friendship he said I walk away he said and we're still friends yeah and I went yeah I said but it's gonna work I said so he went I'm I'm just saying he said you know I've got 100% faith in you I will do this with you and so then I went to Justin I went I've handed him my notice and then that's when the penny clicked for him he was like what the fuck what you've handed in your notice and then all of a sudden he started to go we've got a mortgage we've got four kids you've just had a baby what the fuck yeah I think he thought that I was just like you know I wasn't going to do it it was just all like this big bravado and sort of like you know I'd got my little iMac and I'd I'd, I'd got all like this little loan I don't think he actually thought that I would jump and I went no I'm going to do it yeah so, my boss got me in um, to, uh, when I was at the Evening Echo and he sort of said, like, Why are you leaving? I said, um, uh, I'm not sure. I said, Well, I'm, I want to do my own thing. I said, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. And obviously, all the rumours were rife that I was going to start this agency. And he said, oh, Are you going to start an agency? I said, um, I don't know yet. So, I'm not sure. I said, But I will, I'm going to do my own thing. I said, But I'm not sure, you know, what under, you know, sort of, I wonder what umbrella it's going it's to come out of yet. So, he said, um, yeah. I'd be very careful if I was you. He said, because the evening echo, oh, yeah. he said, its uh, bite is a lot worse than his it bark. It's actually what he said to me. So I said, uh, oh, my God. So I was like, God. okay, all right. And then um, the day before I left, he organised this massive company meeting. I mean, he brought in everyone from the Thurrock branch, the Chelmsford branch, the Colchester branch, into the Basildon head office. I'm not kidding you. There's got to have been about... 200 people at this meeting all for me and I was sitting in the front all so that he could do this massive speech of how agencies are parasites and how we've got to fight agencies we'll I'll make clients book direct because they're so much better service from booking direct why would a client use an agency he went on for about an hour and everyone was looking at me because they knew what I was going to do <laughs> and I was just sitting there just going mm, "Okay, I'm going, oh yes it's ter- <sighs> terrible terrible and it just really made me laugh. And then when I left, oh my god! Yeah, when I left, um, obviously I had to go back to them and like try and buy an advertising space because that was what I wanted to do. Yeah. So and when I went back with pretty much their biggest client, um, they basically said, "No, we don't recognise her as an agency. She's not Brad registered, so we don't recognise her." So I was sort of thinking, right, what, what, what the fuck do I do? It's like, you know, they're not going to recognise me. But my client actually turned around and said to them, if you don't recognise her as an agency, you lose all my business and I take it elsewhere. And at that point, he was spending a quarter of a million with them a year. So, and they didn't want to lose that sort of money. So, it was either lose everything from him or give me 10% of everything that he spent. So they sent me a few solicitor's letters and I basically said I was a conflict of interest, which I wasn't because I'm not another newspaper, I'm not another publication, I'm not trying to steal the business. Um, I'm actually going to grow your business and I'm going to give you, you know, sort of like make my clients spend more money with you because that's what we do as an agency. So, um, yeah. And that's how I started Focus. Um, I started with no business plan whatsoever i had no clue what i was doing i had 6000 pounds in the bank i'd just taken on my key client who spends a quarter of a million pounds a year just with one newspaper um didn't even occur to me that i'm going to have to bankroll his credit for the 30 days at a time and i'm a brand new business so that newspaper's never going to give me credit limits to the tune of what he's getting you know Oh, is that how it yeah. works? So basically, I have got to give him, so for argument's sake, he's spending £20,000 a month with that newspaper. Um, yeah. They will then put that on an account for me. But because I'm a brand new business, for the first year, pretty much every brand new business gets made to prepay everything. Because you're not going to give somebody credit when you haven't got a credit history. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'm a
4: brand new business. Why? Why the hell are they going to give me credit to twenty thousand pound a month? You never. I wouldn't do it now. <laughs> it's a brand new yeah. business. So it's not where they're being, you know, assholes to me. They're just. It, it's business. Yeah, yeah. It's like you just don't do it. So yeah, it was like right. Okay. So what we're going to do? And he was notoriously a bad, like, a late payer. So you'd always have to wait a couple of weeks before he was going to pay you. Um, but the newspapers wanted their money like beforehand. So. By the time he was... And he was never going to prepay me because he's used to having a 28-day account. And that's how he runs his business. It's it's cash flow. That didn't even occur to me. That didn't even enter my head. So I opened up every credit card I could get my hands on to pretty much bankroll the first two months of my business because, like, to get his first lot of money into my bank account so that I could start, you know, sort of, like, paying bills... And yeah, yeah, so I I pretty much yeah, so I had to wait for you know, sort of like his money to hit the hit the account so that I could start paying the like, you know, sort of like I I didn't see a penny of, of like money from focus for like the first six months at all. Yeah. Which is pretty it's to be that that's pretty spectacular in the first six months of business. I mean, a lot of businesses don't see money yeah. for years, um bef, you yes, know, before yeah, they start taking yeah. taking a wage. And uh yeah, but within that three months, when i have sort of like, you know, had to sort of like have all these credit cards, God knows how many sleepless nights thinking, how am I going to pay that tomorrow? How am I going to do this? But, oh but you rob God. Peter to pay Paul, and you work it out. You just, you just do. Yeah. And uh, but it's quite weird because I was so young at that point. I mean, I was twenty eight when I started Focus.
3: Wow.
4: Um, Joe, you know I had no fear no fear yeah, in me yeah. at all and you know what there wasn't one element of me that thought um shit i could fail i i knew i, I knew i was going i knew that it was going to work i knew it was just like it was destined to you know yeah. to, to work so it there wasn't any part of me that thought i could possibly fail at doing this so you know i had moments yeah. i was like oh my god how am i going to work it out but i was I'm always one of those people go, right okay It's never a no to me. There's always a way to work something out. We can, we can sort this, we can do it. So within three months, I'd then gone to other clients, one other clients, and then Justin saw how busy I was getting. And he also had a backlog of clients that he used to deal with when he worked at the Echo. He was still working at Nestle and six months in, he'd got like a a big chunk of his clients to book through us as well. And I was looking at him saying, you've got to give up this job. I went, I can't cope. I yeah. can't do all of this on my yeah. own. It's like, and he's like being the sensible one, going, well, Antonio, I'm the only one earning the wage at the moment. It's like, I'm the only one that's paying the mortgage. <laughs> and it's sort of like, you know, and I'm like, well, I can't, we, if we're going to do this, you need to give up this job. So basically, yeah. because of he was merchandising, he was pretty much just being set appointments every day, like just like from a head office, and he had to go to sort of like different shops and like make sure... Uh, the Nestle products were right up the front of the shop. and make sure they had all the, like, the sort of like, yeah. you know, the right branding in place and, and stuff like that. And he was pretty much just cancelling all these appointments and working for Focus for about three months. Yeah. And, you know, not doing any work for Nestle. Harry got away with it. I just don't know. <laughs> and like our first fax machine, because we used to get, um, honestly, it was like the best job in the world where he worked because um, it was like, living in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, because if Kit Kat (laughs) brought out a new variation of um, a flavour of Kit Kat, we would get every single version of that Kit Kat um, in three separate boxes, so 36 in each box. So on a Saturday morning, we would have a truckload of chocolate delivered to the house. So it was was crazy. The kids got to a point where if I had a flake in the fridge, and because it was Cadbury's, They'd be fighting over it because they were so sick of Nestle chocolate because we had like just boxes of it. And uh, yeah, I remember, yeah, Justin went to Pitsy Market because we didn't have enough money for a fax machine and traded uh, free boxes of of toys, of free toys you got with Nestle, like Nestle products, um, free boxes of toys, like Lego Star Wars toys, for a fax machine. That's how we paid for our first fax machine, was with uh, Lego, free Lego toys from Nestle. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, so he eventually gave up the job under much duress from myself because I was like, you, I, I need your help. And, uh, yeah. yeah, he brought on one of his biggest clients who was um, a Spanish villa um, sort of exhibition company at that particular time, which in, and you're talking mm. back in 2003. So back then, they were spending, like the, sort of like the, the Spanish villa guys, like, you know, sort of like buying yeah. property abroad. That was a massive thing back in 2003 they'd hold these exhibitions like at the excel center and like thousands of people would turn up and we managed to win that account just based on on justin (gasps) looking after his account when he just had a show that he had to use papers at the like for the evening echo we ended up winning the account for the whole of the uk and he put us on to yeah he put us on to all of like his other subsidiaries um all over the country so we was doing honestly we had so much work coming out of our ears we didn't know what to do with it and obviously never running a business for we, we were still very like didn't really know what to do and I've got yeah. like checkbooks and stuff all put to one side where I'm paying out in checks and um, I haven't got a bookkeeper or anything like that I'm upstairs like sort of like two o'clock in the morning trying to work out VAT sort of like you know sort of like oh. um, returns I don't know what I'm doing I, I didn't have a clue so right towards the end of the year um a friend of uh, the family, sort of he was an accountant and he said, like, let me sort it all out for you. He said, You're a new business, new start up. He said, I, you know, I feel for you. He said it's uh, I know it's like starting a new business. It's you know, it's quite full on. He said, let me let me do it for you and I'll do it at a really cut price rate. He said, No, I'll I'll get all your books sorted. He said I'll get you a bookkeeper. We'll get it all put in place. I went, Oh that's brilliant. I went, thank you so much when it's so much help. He had done our books and put us all up to scratch. And And see I, I walked in he called us in to have a meeting at his office. We walked into his office, and he said, honestly, he went, "What the fuck have you two done?" He said, "No one ah. no one takes out a loan for six thousand pounds and then generates." a turnover of 1.7 million in one year. He went, do you know how much work I've had to do? He said, and I've told you, you can pay me a £1,000. He went, this should have been about six grand. He went, this is like ridiculous. He went, absolutely ridiculous. He went, I cannot believe what you used to have done. He went, this is just unheard of. He went, this just that doesn't happen. Then we were sort of like, but it's, you know, it, but it wasn't like we had like 1.7 million in the bank it's not like that at all. Yes. It's sort of like, because we were sort of looking, just going, well, where's the 1.7 million then? It's like, because I haven't got it. (laughs) (laughs) Where where is all this money? It's not, it's not there. (laughs) And because it's all cash flow and it's like, and, and and turnover. And as you sort of learn over the, you know, sort of like, I don't really sort of like register turnover in my business anymore. It's like, because that's, a bit of a, you know, it, it's great to have like be able to say you, you turn over a couple of million and, and whatever, but I'm more yeah. about the profit. I'm, I want to see the profit margin because yes. uh, now I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so back yeah. then it was sort of like I think in the first year, I think how much did we earn out of that? I think it was 120 thousand pounds, which still isn't nothing to be sniffed out wow. in the first year, and That's yeah. So it was like yeah, it was it was. It is quite, you know, when I look back on it and you sort of think of it, and I, and I had no business experience whatsoever, no business plan. And four kids. No money, kids. four kids. What was a baby? a baby? yeah. And Olivia, yeah, Olivia, when I started the business, Olivia was 10 months old. Yeah.
2: That's an unbelievable.
4: And not a clue what I was doing. And, and you were 28?
2: Yeah, I'm
4: 28. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so, how, so it's nearly 20 years, is it then? 18 years next month. We've been running. 18 years. Is it it? still just you or have you got a team of people? If you'd have asked me that this time last year, I would have been able to say, yes, I've got this, uh, yeah, I've got 10 people working for me. I've got this beautiful office and, you know, we just moved into new premises about six months before the C word kicked in. And uh, really lovely. It's all like brand new, very, very plush. And, uh, you know, it's lovely. But at the moment, um, we've got, you know sort of like a few staff on furlough we've had to make yeah. um because we we've sort of like expanded quite a lot last year um, we've got like new offices and like what i said sort of earlier we've you know sort of like we've launched um two new businesses media wise a lot of which is
2: yeah so what what are the new businesses
4: um well basically ad plan is um it's my baby and it's something i've been working on for yeah. about three years If you're in the media sort of like industry of you know it's so difficult to to try and explain, but it's basically it's an outdoor media planning tool. So, okay, if you went to sort of you know to to book a billboard for argument's sake, say you're a business and you're in Thurrock and you think right I want to book a billboard, I want to do some outdoor advertising, um, you'll see the billboards like sort of like down the side of the road, and you'll have a little look and you probably see like who owns a couple of them, and then you'll have to go to that company. And you'll sort of say, well, well, I want to see what else is in the area. And they'll send you just like a yeah. spreadsheet with longitudes, latitudes, addresses of where these sites are. And there will be these different columns that you'll just look at and go, right, yeah. I don't understand any of that. And right, yeah. OK. And right then <laughs> and there, you're thinking, oh, this is too much aggro. I can't, I can't be asked to do this. And that's why agencies get involved, because we will do all the, all the hard work yeah. for you and show you what, what to do. Yeah. And a lot of people, when you sort of like look at billboards, um, a lot of people that I speak to in my industry, like sort of like new customers, they'll be going, oh, we can't afford things like that. that. That's far too expensive. And they don't think, because they see the likes of BT, Virgin, sort of like, you know, L'Oreal, all these big companies, all these big national companies on the billboards, they think it's going to cost an arm and a leg. Well, I think again, it doesn't. Yeah. It really doesn't. And But it's really hard to geographically work out all of the suppliers in the area. I mean, there's, there's, there's about 40 suppliers now that, that look after billboards, that own billboard por- portfolios oh, wow. across the UK. So trying to give yourself a good landscape of what's available to you would be really difficult to do, especially if you don't know what you're doing as well.
2: Yes. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is where
4: AdPlan steps in. So AdPlan is basically um, it's a, it's a media planning, an outdoor media planning tool where you are log in And you can just type in, for argument's sake, Basildon, And there will be a key that pops up on your left-hand side. And every single outdoor format will have its own different colour geo-pin. So billboards will be purple, bus stops will be orange, telephone kiosks will be green, uh, supermarkets will be pink. So you'll have every single colour. So where it pops up as Basildon, you'll see all these different geo-pins as to all of the sites of what you can see. What you can do, so you can click on the pins... You can open it up. It will show you the Google Street View image of the actual site. It will tell you how many people That's amazing. It will show you how many people see that site in a day. You can, There's a Windows system so you wow. can actually plan your own campaign within the site. And then you can either book it direct yeah. um, with the supplier if you wish. Or you can press a button that says submit to quote. And then we will tell you what's available and uh, when you can have it and how much it is. So how do you... How do you... Uh, money out of that then do, do the
2: people that let them subscribe to the service
4: well basically or do
2: you have to pay to use year, it the first year
4: when we launch our plan will be free of charge so it's all about okay. the data so it's all about getting people onto the site and getting yeah. people using the site getting people used to it and you know seeing how different it can you know sort of like, sort of like what a positive it will be on helping them plan an outdoor media campaign so what we want to yeah. do is get them used to using it and then, obviously, in about twelve months' time, it will become a subscription basis. So you will have to pay a subscription okay, yeah. fee per IP address to use it. Yeah. Unless you're spending, because you can also buy advertising through our plan. So, and if you're spending money yeah. on our plan, so if you're spending a certain amount of money a year on our plan, then you will get to use our plan free of charge. Yeah. So, but what we're gonna do?
2: God, that's such a clever it's, idea. It's
4: always is the, the, the simplest ideas. It's sort of, like, and it's one of those ones. Honestly, we was yeah. on the way to the uh, the Ideal Home Show about three years ago, and I was like, it was really annoying me because I was, I was going through like a spreadsheet, like an Excel sheet on my phone like on the way, sort of like, to the, like for a client on the way to the Ideal Home Show. And I was looking thinking, oh God, would it be easier if we could just like see all these sites, get a geo pin, be able to just like look at them, yeah. now I can send them to my clients. And because now, now on our plan, yeah. what I can do is I can, literally, I'll have a client and they'll say to me, right, can you just, what, what, what is there down Peckham High Street? And I'll, you know, I'll get all these questions like, all over the UK. What's down at Peckham High Street? Now, I would have to go off and then find every single supplier. I'd, I'd ask them for all the avails that they've got, yeah. all of the availabilities, all of their portfolio, just to find the sites and go, right, what have you got down Peckham High Street? For all of them to go, no, we haven't got anything. Yes, we've got this, we've got that. No, we haven't got anything. We've got to wait for it all to come back, for all those people to come back to you, yeah. which could take up to sort of three days sometimes for all that to come back to you. Collate yeah. that all that information. Then give them an idea of sites then, there, because I, I haven't got time to be geo pinning everything for them. It's just, you know, I've not got the time to do yeah. it. And by the time they get all the information, it's sort of like, oh, God, you know, it's it, it can be just, you know, it, could, it can just turn people off and they go, oh, dear, it's, it's too much of it's too much aggro. Yeah. Whereas now I can yeah. literally, I had a client the other, the other day, and she said to me, right, okay, I want to look down sort of like, you know, what, what is there around Curtin Road in Shoreditch. So, so straight on there, Curtain Road, bang, 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 right. Okay, I have just sent you a link. That's all the sites that's available to you in Curtain Road. So have a little look, um, tell me wh- what you sort of like after, and then I'll find out what's available for you. And then we can start having a look at some prices. And it will cut the time down in so much. And if you're brand new to, to yeah. look in, and say you don't want to contact all these different billboard companies, All you have to do is just because a lot of people don't want to talk to people anymore. They just want to be able to do it online. So now you can just go on there and have a little look for yourself and just go and, you know, open up a free account, have a little look. You can even type bus routes in there. So if you've got a specific bus route that you want to advertise down, then you can pull up all of the outdoor media sites, points of interest. So if you want to advertise around all the local gyms, uh, it pulls up all the local gyms for you, local school, anything. So that's uh, that's been three years in the making because it's a lot of work. A yes. lot of work. Yeah. Is uh, yeah. it? Uh, wow. so, and that was on the way to the Ideal Home Show. By the time I'd hit the Ideal Home Show, once again, no business plan, no idea what I was doing. Um, by the time I'd hit the Ideal Home Show, I'd already bought the domain. I had the email addresses set up and I had my first meeting oh. with the web development team that I still use now um the next day oh wow because that's me i'm either you know go home or you know go out or go yeah. home and justin's like what 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 are but you that's... doing what are you doing now and I'm like, this is going to be amazing it's going to be brilliant <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's why you're successful because you do you do it that's the thing isn't it people spend their whole lives talking about stuff but you've actually just got to do it you have
4: i think you know um, it's a lot of people it's always like oh I'll do it when this happens and I'll do it when that happens it's like yeah, and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if if you wait for tomorrow tomorrow's never going to come you're never going to see tomorrow yeah. so what you know yeah. wh- 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 what are you waiting for why what would you rather do yeah. say you've tried and failed or not tried at all because I know how I'd want to go to my grave yeah. I want to be able to say I tried yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that yeah. I tried to do that I mean even with May I mean I love the idea of it and the crea- you know you're, for all I know, I, I could fall on my ass. I could do, I could absolutely fall on my ass. But at least I've tried, and at least I've given it a go. Yeah. And at least you know I can sit there and go, I've you know I, I, I've 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 put everything into that, and, I, and I've I've done my utmost to, to make that to make that work. And if it if it's worked, brilliant. Yeah. If it hasn't, you know, I've I've give it I've give it my best shot. At least no, I've give it my best shot. Yeah, it's like yeah. I've always been of that mindset. Oh, I've always been of the mindset. For me, I was always—I was never going to find a job. I was always going to have to invent my own. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. this is me. This is me yeah. inventing my own jobs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and what a success they are! Yeah. Oh, it's been lovely. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing. I really hope it
4: weren't that boring. Your
2: amazing story. <laughs> no, it's fun. Oh, I love it. I really enjoyed that, and I was really looking forward to it as well. I was getting all excited. <laughs> So thank you so oh, thank much. Thank you. Thank you for letting
4: come on and just and, and chat away. Take care. Take care. Bye.
2: Bye. See, wasn't that fascinating? I love a nice story. <laughs> I love a story. um So yeah, if you want to know any more about what Antonia does, I will post links to her companies. I will post, I'm going to get um, her to come back on with her daughters when the makeup brand launches. because I think it'd be really good to do one on that. But I'll share her information now. If you have anything you'd like to come on and talk about, then get in touch with me. I'm always up for a chat. We've got loads of episodes in the past. If you haven't heard our other episodes yet, then please go back through our catalogue because we've got some really good ones loads of inspirational stories i've got loads of good ones to come as well i've been on a recording frenzy so i've got like 12 episodes in the bag already so i hope you enjoy them and yeah get in touch talk to me i always say it but i do like to talk to people talk to me talk to me and i want to say a big up to claudine hartsell photography as well for doing my most recent photo because she's just so good and when we can go out and about i'll get to do some more as well but yeah, thanks for listening. Find us on the socials. Us, I keep saying us. I miss you, Harry. <laughs> Find me on the socials, Mum and Mama Pod at whatever. And please subscribe to the podcast. Because then you just get it automatically every week. And give us a little review on iTunes. But say we're good. I'm good. I'm really gonna have to get a hand on this, aren't I? Maybe I'll talk about us because of my multiple personalities. <gasps> That's a good idea. Anyway, I'm going to bore myself off now. Have a lovely Sunday. Lots of love. See you next week.